Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Dimes with Dara on the Joy Slot Podcast, brought to you by IrishSportsDaily.com. That's former Notre Dame basketball player Dara Mabry, and I'm Greg Flamong, and today we're going to be discussing the national landscape of women's college basketball with a look at the AP Top 25, uh, where the ACC fits in that, where Notre Dame fits into that discussion, and if Notre Dame is in the top tier of teams heading into the 2023 2024 season thank you very much for being here if this is your first time catching us please hit the like button please hit the subscribe button please hit the notification bell so that you know that we are going live whenever we go live or when we drop a new video like we are right now um and uh if you noticed we have a pretty spiffy new uh intro to the show that was brought to you by vsrmedia.com or vsrmediacompany.com which is founded by notre dame uh pregame host an Emmy Award-winning anchor, Vahid Saad Razade. And uh, VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video uh, video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or are aiming to diversify and grow your business, VSR Media specializes in short and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior, and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com. Mention Irish Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. We are recording this on a Monday, uh, and it will be releasing on Wednesday. So we are uh, a day after the ACC tip-off. Um, have you been a part of the ACC tip-off before, Dara, as a, as a yeah, former? I Let's have. talk about that. How, 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 did, how did you like that? I loved it. Um, obviously, I love media. It's something I wanted to get into for a long time. Yeah. I was able to go at Virginia Tech and at Notre Dame, um, and it was so fun. I think my first year at Notre Dame, I went with Maddie, and then my second year, I went with Olivia Miles. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. You get to catch up with other people from other teams, see other people uh, in the conference, coaches, players, support staff, et cetera, and the people in the media um, who run ACC Network, Kelsey Riggs. Kelly Gramlich, Muffet McGraw, Debbie Antonelli, all those great people. There's a ton of others that I haven't mentioned. Don't think I forgot about you, um, but they're amazing. Just you get to see great people interact and it gets you excited for the season. Um, you get to see some of the people that you're going to compete against. Um, and it's just a good way to kick off the season. Maybe for some other people, get to new, get to know some uh, new faces, some new personalities. Um, some of those people from the transfer portal that might be going new coaches, it's just really fun, really good atmosphere. And they always do a great job every year. Notre Dame is going to be sending Sonia Citron and Kylie Watson. Uh, it's going to be in Charlotte. Um, we've talked, we talked a lot about Sony on the, on the preview show, uh, that we, we dropped last week. And if you haven't caught that, please, I'm going to uh, link it to that is in the, going to be in the description below. So check that out if you haven't done so already. Uh, so talked a lot about Sony, but not so much about Kylie Watson, Dara. What can you tell us about uh, Kylie and what she can bring to the team in 2023 and 2024? Kylie's a great all-around player. Um, she's going to run the floor really hard. She's going to look for those leak outs, those transition layups. She's an athlete, um, and she's very persistent in her work in the post. Uh, she has a ton of counter moves, so that's why it makes it really hard to stop her. Um, she's playing a bigger role this year, stepping into a leadership role, upperclassman. Um, she got her first year with Notre Dame underneath her belt, and she's looking really confident. She's gotten so much better. That's why I'm so excited to see her out there and for everybody to see her in an Irish uniform again. And I think at ACC Media Day will be really fun for her because, you know, outside of her playing abilities, she is such a fun, spunky personality. She always has jokes. She's always in a good mood. Um, Kylie brings the same thing to the table every day, uh, outside of her motor, obviously and her abilities on the court, but she's, you know, she's bubbly. She's happy. Uh, she's really funny, sarcastic at times. I can't say enough good things about her. And I'm just so excited for her to, you know, like top off even what she did last year. She had a great year last year. Um, but there was other post players too. You know, we talked about Mm -hmm. new people coming in for Notre Dame in that post spot. Uh, but her her role remains the same, and she's she's going to run the floor. She's going to be persistent. Uh, she's going to make more free throws. It's definitely something she worked on in the offseason. Uh, she would tell you that herself. But that's one thing that I'm really excited to see about Kylie. Um, and just overall to have her out there. She just brings so much energy to the court. Like She 
has this motor that I keep mentioning that like is unmatched. Like she's going to go a hundred miles per hour all the time. Yeah. So uh transfer from Oregon. She played her first two years at Oregon and she transferred into Notre Dame last mm-hmm. year. Uh Power forward, six, four, yep. right. Running the floor, yep. um, playing behind Maddie, playing behind Lauren Ebo. And now she, she gets the opportunity to uh, kind of take her game to the next level, earn her starting yeah. role. Um, if that's yeah. going to be there going, going to, uh, you know, going to ACC tip off. Right. So that's going to be, um, it kind of goes to show like how Notre Dame feels about her, how Neil Ivy feels about her. She's going to be one of the faces yeah. at the pro for the program at the ACC tip off. Um, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. Um, I do want to get, get a little bit, let's get the audience a little bit more into you. I didn't put this in the outline cause I wanted to kind of mm-hmm. bring it on you a little bit, yeah. but, um, about your career and that sort of thing. Tell me about uh, the most points you scored in a college basketball game. In a college basketball game, it was actually my first game ever in a Notre Dame uniform, and I scored 34 at Ohio University. We did lose. Um, We had a pretty tough year. Uh, It was our COVID year, Uh, Mm -hmm. but that was really fun. At the end of the game, I had no idea I scored that many, and neither did uh, Neil. We were like, damn, like 34 runs. Pretty prolific um, for a season opener. So that was fun, but it was also hard to celebrate because we didn't win. So like yeah. 30 points feels like almost pointless when you don't win the game. Like I'd rather score zero and win than 40 and lose. You know? There had to have been there had to have been like something of a weight off your shoulders, right? Though, because like yeah, first like, game, I, like first I game. You're, you're, well, but you know, you're a Mabry, right? Like that matters, right? Like you're, car- you're carrying on, um, the, uh, the tradition. I was talking, I was talking yeah. to someone yesterday about, um, this show and I was, oh, I, was yeah. telling, I was telling them about you and I was like, I, it's hard for me to like, there, there are three Mabry's, right? Like they're, they're, it's a famous family within Notre Dame basketball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't have like a great comp, um, and this person said, well, the Mannings. And I was like, yeah, if if the Mannings had all gone to like Tennessee or Ole Miss or something like that, then yeah. Yeah, they all go like to the same university, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, it's it's a big deal. And I feel like for you, it's like, look, it, I, it's one of those things where do I have a lot to prove? I don't know, but it would be good yeah. to uh, to, to sure. come out and uh, and have a good performance in your first game, obviously in 30. Uh, scoring 34 points. I believe that included seven threes. Yeah. 21 of those. Yeah. It was, it was just so fun. And it did mean a lot because I was like, I was stepping into a leadership role on a brand new team. So like, sometimes that can be difficult. You don't know everybody and it's not like you're just coming in and like, I'm going to, I'm going to just play my part and do my best. And it wasn't that like Neil was like, I'm not bringing you here to do that. Like Mm -hmm. you're here to lead the team. I trust in your leadership. Uh, abilities and that also was big for me because it's like I did know Niel my whole life but now mm-hmm. I was about to play for her and she still had the same confidence in me that she had like when she would help me when I was on other teams like in high school or yeah at a different university at Virginia Tech um and I mean it's just awesome like I could like sit in my house like our jerseys I think I mentioned this last time but mm-hmm. like our Notre Dame jerseys are here um so basically surrounded by family members left and right. And it's, it's just been an awesome experience. And that game was so fun. Uh, yeah, we did lose and it sucked, but like, it was cool. I was like, all right, I think I made pretty, pretty good presence, solid Mark, yeah. you know, take this thing off. Yeah. And so, you know, start off on the right foot and then you can kind of get that out of the way. Yeah. I'm here. I belong here and let's, let's yeah. go forward. Um, so, so we, we mentioned on the first show about how you're leading talker. Right. And that, and, and when we talked about it, that was like to your teammates. Right. So always communicating yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, were you a trash talker on the basketball court? I think I <laughs> gained the reputation as one. Um, it's funny because like I have friends on other staffs and on other teams and I would be like, what was the uh, scouting report on me? And I re- like vividly remember some of them said like she's going to run her mouth. And I was like, I always thought of it as like, if you start it, I'm going to return it even worse. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not, I'm not the type of player that just goes out there and just like 
starts talking smack for no reason and like runs their mouth. Cause I'm also a firm believer that like you can only talk the smack, like if you're going to back it up, right. You know? So yeah, there was definitely some games that I talked more smack in than usual. Um, but I don't like, it's just how I am. It's part of my identity. Like I'm from New Jersey and I kind of like growing up, I was like, so obviously shorter and like not as long as you know my siblings who I was always compared to growing up so like Marina McHale mm-hmm. when we would play one-on-one in the driveway like I had to bring something else mm-hmm. and it was always just like my heart and my competitiveness like that was going to be the biggest thing about me um and yeah I mean it's no hard feelings if anyone's watching this that I've <laughs> talked smack to in the past it's just on the court stuff Um, and I respect it. I love other players that do it too. Like, it's not personal. Like it's a game. It's a heated environment. Let's go. If that's how you hype up your team, if that's what makes you feel good, brings the best out of you by all means, you know, and it's fun. It's an emotional game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, so I totally understand where you're coming from. It's like, I'm not going to start it kind of thing. Cause I always went into games just like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. You know what I mean? Like, we're all just out here playing. We're all competing. You know, like, I'm not trying to, like, get in your head or whatever. Like, I, I was a person where, like, I as a football player, and even not so much in basketball, uh, but, like, as a football player, like, if someone made, like, a good catch on me or something, I would tell them, like, hey, that's, that's a good catch. Like, at, like, right after the play, like, I would say that's good. But if someone talks to me in a way that I feel like, are you trying to, like, embarrass me? Or something mm-hmm. like that will flip the switch. And then that will get it going. It's just like, well, wait a second. Like, you're breaking the rules now. You know, like, you can't – don't come in here <laughs> acting like you're going to get to me. Like, that's not how it works, right? Like, I'm I'm respecting you. I expect respect in coming back. If I don't get it, then it comes. Yeah, yeah there's a, I think there's a fine line. Like, I think when I'm on defense, like, I'm going to try to get in your head, like, as much as possible. But, like, my first – like my first weapon to get in your head is not telling you that like you suck or something like yeah. it's going to be like picking you up full court, like letting you know my presence is, is definitely there. And like, there's, I think there's like, there's like differences in like when you talk, I keep saying talk smack. I keep having to like change my vocabulary. Like when you talk smack, it's like, there's certain things that like people might say that'll make you laugh where I'm just like, okay, like that was just stupid. You know what I mean? And then there's yeah. other types of smack. It's like real talk, like real talk. Like, all right, let's go. Like we're in a battle. Yeah. Like, yeah. go. like, you know, you can't mess with me. You're not on my level kind of thing. Like yeah. some people know how to do it and some people don't like at all. So when, when you get to the people that don't, it's kind of like laughable in some sense. Those are the best games, though, honestly. Like when it it's like for real, for real. You know, that's when it's like, oh, okay. You know, like and it it, uh-huh. it does like it brings you out. But like if you, you just have to, it, it's weird how like you know people say like going into every game like you have to be turned up. It is interesting to me. It, it maybe it's I, I don't know if it's like this for everyone, but it wasn't for me. Where it's like I have to, I can't do that on my own. I need someone else. Like if someone else does it then that's like really it like triggers me and then that goes um it's like a momentum swing sometimes like if you catch your teammate doing it or like if you see your teammate getting a scuffle like if i ever see my teammate getting a scuffle like i'm gonna be the first one there like i'm not i know i'm definitely the smallest on the court probably against any team but like you're gonna see me there like just doing what i can whether it's like protecting my teammate or like breaking up something like it's never to like add fuel like to the fire i think like I think you learn that when you're older and like you become like a veteran in college or whatever, like there's a difference between like petty smack talking and like you're just hype. So I guess Mm. there's a difference. Yeah. Like between getting hype and like directly like saying something to somebody else. Yeah. Well, let's, let's start to get hyped about uh, the AP top 25, right? Like let's, let's uh, It's 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 gonna be a fun season, I think, uh, with Notre Dame sitting there at ten. So let's just pull it up right now. For sure. Uh, so Notre Dame sitting there at ten. Uh, you've got LSU uh, number one. Let's just go through the top ten here, and then and then we can go through the rest of the top twenty five. So you got LSU at one, UConn at two, 
uh, Iowa three, UCLA four, Utah five, South Carolina six, who Notre Dame opens with in uh, Paris, France. We're going to be talking about that uh, very soon, shortly. Uh, very soon, shortly. That's good stuff. Um, <laughs> Ohio State at seven, Virginia Tech at eight, and uh, Indiana at nine, followed by Notre Dame at 10. Obviously, LSU is uh, ranked number one, the defending national champions. Yeah. It is crazy how, like, okay, people, when the transfer portal happened, and not just, not so much the transfer portal, but like the, uh, the automatic, like you, you can go right away. You know what I mean? Like you can play right yeah. away. You don't have to do a waiver or anything. Like people said, oh, it's going to be like free agency. It's like, well, I don't know. It's, it truly is like free agency in that, yeah. like they, uh, LSU just added players, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. famously, um, Haley Van Lith. Uh, was added from uh, Louisville, and then they they recently got DePaul's uh, Anissa Anissa Morrow, who also came yeah. in and rounded out their team. So they're looking like um, stacked, a very very formidable team. So so you say stacked? Like, tell me about that. Like when you when you saw them add Haley Van Lith, I think a lot of people were like, "Well, that's kind of a big deal." And yeah. and now um, for sure you know, they have Anissa Moro as well. Like, tell me about them. Just like, do you feel like That's in your, just in your mind, are they like the odds on favorite to repeat? Yeah. I mean, it's given like they're coming off the national championship. They return almost everybody and then add great players like Van Lith, Anissa Moro. Mm. Uh, I think that combination between Angel Reese and Anissa Moro is huge. It's going to be really hard to stop because like, Kim Mulkey is going to make you play defense, you know, like they're, they're going to play defense the entire game. And then you add that duo of even more rebounding, like, you know, they're going to rebound too. And then with Van Lith, like that just makes everything easier. She's combo guard. She can shoot it. She can score. She's really good. She's tough. She fits their identity. Um, stacked by all means, definitely yeah. a favorite. I think they have the most talented talented roster in the country um if we're speaking on that i think my one question for them is what's the point guard position looking like um because you have a couple you have a couple options there it depends on what she wants to go with um i would like to see Haley vinleth at the one i think they mm -hmm. have an offense that it's a lot of ball screens so it's it's continuous um it's versatile in that aspect um, because they did lose Alexis Morris, um, who got drafted, graduated. Um, but I think that that might be something like we might we might be surprised uh, at whoever is at that point guard spot. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're going to play defense. They're going to rebound, and it's no no surprise over here that they're the favorite this year. And and the thing about college basketball too is you can you can slip up early in the year, figure things out by conference play and then head in the tournament playing great. I mean, that's what LSU did last year, right? Like they weren't, they were one of the lowest seeds ever to win it. Right. But right. by the time tournament came, they, they weren't yeah. really that, you know, so um, experience. the experience helps so much. I mean, obviously Kim Mulkey's resume is amazing, yeah. but the players like now they know, they know what it's like to be there. They know, what it takes to get to that spot. And it's hard. It is not easy, but I mean, you credit Angel Reese, like that's her squad. Like she's a great leader and she's going to bring that every single night. No doubt. That's such a thing with, um, with basketball is like winning it. Like actually, I feel like it, like in football, it doesn't really translate like it can, but it, I mean, maybe cause there's so much turnover, but in basketball, like I've seen it in, um, like we just saw it like back-to-back -back champions in, in the WNBA, right? Like we just saw how a team, when they get over the hump and they figure out how to win oh, in, yeah. in, in like a, after a long season like that and through a tournament, I feel like there's such value in figuring out how to win in basketball in like the high leverage situations, yeah. like much more so than like other sports. Do you agree with that? Like it's different in basketball than it is in other sports. Why yeah. do you think that is? Why, why is that? I think basketball is a really long season if you yeah. look at it compared to other seasons like you start practice i think you could start like at the end of september uh, this might be completely wrong is it like the 20th or something you could start 
just call it September 20th. Okay. And you're if you make it to the final, you're going all the way into like the beginning of April. And you have multiple games every single week. And it's like, that's a lot to learn. And you have, like in conference, you can repeat, you can play the same team twice, maybe even three, maybe even four times, depending if you make it to the final or not. Like, you know how much you're learning and taking in, like from a basketball game? And it's a game of possessions. You could learn something every single possession if you think about it. And like, you're a unit. So like, it's not, it's not like football where you got to pay attention to, if you're on offense, you pay attention to the offense, you know, if you're on defense, you pay attention to the defense. Like you have to pay attention to all detail in basketball. And with that long of a season, like it, it's beyond me. Like even looking back at my first year at Notre Dame, I learned so much, so Mm -hmm. much. Um, So rounding out. uh, So after, after uh, LSU is UConn at two, they get Paige Mm -hmm. Beckers back. Uh, She was the 2020, 2021 national player of the year. Um, had a yeah. knee injury last year, so that obviously um, yeah. hurt them a lot. Ozzy Fudd is back on their team. Um, and then Aaliyah Edwards is also uh, – I mean, as far as trios go, I mean, oh, yeah. it's hard to get better than that in in, um, in the country. And so for for you, how is the dip, how what is the separation but let's say like separation between LSU and someone like UConn right is it just like depth of talent or is it just um you know the fact that yeah. they they won the title and, and then they're gonna you know go on from there or do you feel like UConn is just kind of in the same tier as them tough comparison in terms of system and rosters mm-hmm. um I mean Gino Oriam has been running the same offense at UConn, you know, since he's been there. Yeah. Um, I think UConn is just as capable as LSU at winning a national championship. Um, I think that UConn doesn't have much depth, much. It does. They don't have as much depth as LSU uh, specifically in the post. So like you have Aliyah Edwards, who is absolutely phenomenal. And then you take already LSU has two post players out there that are great. So like, what is, what is UConn's identity in the post spot? So do they, do they go more of four guards this year and leave Aaliyah Edwards out there? Um, Do they play another post alongside of her? Because one of their post players, correct me if I'm wrong, just suffered. She's out for the year because of the Achilles injury. Okay. Uh, so do they do they go four guards? I think yeah. the difference between them right now is that depth at the post spot. But UConn's guards are phenomenal. You bring back Paige, AZ Fudd, Caroline Ducharm, and then you have KK Arnold coming in as a freshman who's another really good guard. So I mean this the separation there is what's UConn, what are they gonna do? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you went four guards. That mm-hmm. offense is really good. Uh, it's interchangeable, but I do think Leah Edwards is going to need some eventually. That's mm-hmm. a lot. That's a lot to ask, you know, like on one yeah. post there. So we'll see what they do there. But I think just as capable as winning a national championship, they're really good. And just having Paige back is, I think, refreshing for the whole country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everyone knows what it's like to go through a knee injury. Uh, so I definitely feel for her on that one. Um, but I think she probably feels like she has so much. I mean, she already proved herself, but like she's probably just so excited to get back out there. And I think she, like she'll have a breakout year. Like yeah. she's be great. No question there on that one. Yeah. Just to back you up on the uh, UConn freshman, Jana L. Alfie, uh, she uh, ruptured her Achilles at the FIBA U19 uh, Women's Basketball World Cup. Uh, So she's going to be out for the season, 6'5 forward, um, redshirt freshman. So she was going to be um, a a big part of their team. And like you said, you know, how how does that, how does that, uh, how do they deal with that, right? In terms of like four guards, like you said. And we talked about how having someone like uh, Sonia Citron is like that really helps when she can be uh, a four guard player. Do they have a player like that? Um, so that is a question yeah. that they're going to have to answer. Um, you have to think that uh, Gino Oriema can figure something out, right? Like not his first, not his first spin around the block, right? So definitely he's going not to his be, first rodeo, and probably yeah. not 
first time he's run into this. I know yeah. uh, Caroline Ducharme, she she went in and out a little bit. I just remember because I was guarding her and she tried to post me up sometimes, um, which is funny. But I think maybe you could see her in that spot a little bit too. She's mm -hmm. tall, she's strong, and she can shoot it, so she stretch the floor. So we'll see. We'll see what they do like in terms of those positions. Who else in the top 10 uh, stands out to you? Obviously, Iowa returns um, Caitlin Clark, who was um, the sensation of the NCAA tournament last year. Um, quite good. Quite good player. <laughs> um, hashtag yeah. analysis. Um, so, but who who else there uh, stands out to you? Uh, just in, in the top 10 and then how Notre Dame fits in that. Because I am interested in what you think the uh, the tiers are in college basketball, in women's college basketball. Like, you know, uh, like, top like uh, final four kind of aspirations and then kind of like tier below that kind of thing. Um, but in the top 10, what, what, what do you see here? Like who, who stands out to you? Who's in, who, who fits your, who fits your eye? So they all stand out. Okay. Uh, I think if, if we're going to go down, I'll go in order. If you're looking at Iowa, I mean, you can't put anything past Caitlin Clark. They could right. go win that national championship too. She's, I mean, I don't even know how to put it into words. Uh, unbelievable, can carry the team. Um, I do – I Ohio State stands out to me too because they return almost everybody and then they add Celeste Taylor, which is perfect for their system. Mm -hmm. I mean, they full court press. She's defensive specialist. Like, they're going to be really good. Um, South Carolina, they stand out to me because – they lost, they lost a lot, right? But they replaced really well. Yeah. On the flip side, um, so I like Ohio State in there. I have I'm confident about them this year. What does Iowa do though? Looking looking at their post spot. So how who replaces Monica Cisano? Because if you look at, I think I have. Yeah, their stat is they were eighth in scoring defense, but first in scoring offense by 10 points, which is a lot. Yeah. Like that's a big stat, leading the Big Ten by 10 points, but then eighth in scoring defense. So, like, what's going to give and take? Like, are you are they going to play more defense or are more people going to score? Their coach is absolutely phenomenal. So, I mean, wouldn't be surprised if we see both, you know, or if Caitlin Clark just keeps in increasing her average. Right. Um, right. shooting more threes, but that's that's interesting there because those are that's big shoes to fill. Monica Susano was absolutely phenomenal. Um, so I think that might be one question for Iowa. I like the addition of uh Tahina Pow Pow from Oregon onto South Carolina's roster because she's a point mm -hmm. guard that can shoot the ball really well. So I like that addition. She brought in incoming freshman that can shoot. Chloe Kitts can shoot the ball because you you know Dawn Staley is phenomenal she's really good at what she does and they're gonna rebound they're yeah. gonna rebound the ball no doubt every possession they have people flying in their offense and defense um and now they have people can shoot it so like we saw last year a lot of people tried to play junk defense play them in a zone make them shoot the ball and now it's like now they can shoot the ball so like rebounding and shooting that's tough and i think like some people might might think, oh, well, I'm curious to see how South Carolina comes together. Like, I think they're they're going to come together because they're under Dawn Staley, and you can't put anything past her, um, given her record and just everything she's done for the game. Virginia Tech also stands out to me. I they brought back their three, their their big three: Georgia Amore returns, Liz Kitley, Kayla King. Um, they run a really good system. They're disciplined in their system, uh, but who? Who replaces Taylor Soul and Keanu Trailer? They they were both really good at their role. Um and they went on uh to the WNBA overseas. Like can't say enough good things about them. Mm -hmm. Um but I like I like the addition of shooters because you Liz Kitley's gonna get a touch. She's gonna get a touch every possession, whether it's just touching it and kicking it back out or going up for a shot. Um and I like I like the replacement of shooters around her because that doesn't really change anything, you know. Mm -hmm. Like they've always had a program that can shoot the ball really, really well. Um, but I think Georgia Amore also deserves more credit. Like she was so good, 
And I know I did. I had a chance to play with her so I could see it. But I think like a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon like late um, Mm -hmm. on her. But I mean, day in and day out, she's going to she's going to run that team. She's going to shoot shoot the ball at a really high percentage. So I do I do like them up there at eight. Um, I know they lost to Ohio State, so it's not they they wouldn't be seven. Um, but you have to credit her if you look at that Ohio State seven and them eight. She uh, you have to credit a more because she basically broke that press against Ohio State last mm-hmm. year every time, and that's why they won the game. Like Ohio State's going to do that; they're going to frustrate you. Um, and she dribbled through that press, and you have to credit her. So, I mean, a performance like that. They made it to the final four later on. They had that experience and I bet you they're hungry. I bet you they're super pissed that they lost. um, And they're going to bring that swag back um, and can't put anything past those three. Uh, Kayla King also not only she, she can shoot the ball, but she's also a great defender. Mm -hmm. Uh, They usually put her on the best player, super reliable. And I think veteran leadership and experience from those three is going to carry them a really long way. Let's look at these other. Uh, So Georgia Amor. Yeah. Well, Georgia Amor going into her just to, you know, back up with some with some numbers here. Yeah. So uh, going into her fourth season, right? So her senior year, uh, she has started every game but two in her in her Virginia Tech career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixteen points last year, uh, five assists and three rebounds. The the thing that I would look at with her is it seems like as her usage went up, right, and uh, on the ball more, three point shooting went down. So she went from forty percent. In her first two years, to thirty-five percent last year, um, and obviously she started taking more. So six as as six as a freshman, five as a sophomore, and then almost ten last year. So yeah. it's just like the usage goes up, and, and it's like that's that's kind of always the question with like players as they. Get, I mean, we saw it kind of with with Sony last year, right? Where it's like yeah. the the three point shooting took a dip as she became more of a ball handler, and so I think we've seen that with. Um, uh, we saw that with Amor as well, so that's going to be a good a good question for her. And and honestly, like I kind of looked at uh, look at it like that with Caitlin Clark this year as well. Like as you say, they they lost that that other key player, and it's like it, it's hard to um, it's hard to repeat something. Like I feel like uh, obviously Caitlin Clark's a great great player, you know. But like yeah. last year, I felt like she was truly like on a heater, like of like crazy epic proportions. Like can you? Can you repeat that from an efficiency standpoint, right? Because I think we've seen in college basketball, like where uh, coming back from a, a, a big season like that, because usually, you know, uh, in the women's game, you come back and play. Whereas like norm, or in, like in the men's game, like something like that, you you go on and you go on to the NBA or something like that. So you don't you don't have to follow up like a huge, great season like that. In college, you actually do it um, at the next level, so that'll be something to track. Um, and so that's the that's the top ten that you just went down, with the exception of Notre Dame. Where do you feel like Notre Dame fits in here with those teams? Like, do you feel like Notre Dame sitting at ten? Like, that's fair. Where where, where do you like them against the, the rest of the top ten? I mean, on paper, like if you look at it, obviously they're going to give them ten just because of last year's standing. So, like, yeah. obviously, LSU won it. Uh, South Carolina was up there. Utah was in that game with LSU. UCLA had a big year. Iowa. And then Ohio State. Virginia Tech beats Ohio State. And then you have IU in there. I'm trying not to be biased. Um, Like, I think. Well, just, like, okay. I, I think, so, I think a big part of this, Olivia still hurt. You know, like yeah. if she wasn't, I think you could view Notre Dame a little bit differently, right? But since she's she's still she's still hurt, and there's no clear timetable of when she's back. Like right. I feel like it's easy to to look at them and be like, okay, like they are going to be, um, they are going to be basically what they were at the end of last year, and just like that's where we'll slot them. Because like, look, Notre Dame has added like key players, right? Um, Anna DeWolf. And uh, Hannah Hidalgo, Emma Rich, and um, there are other transfers, and and that's but other teams have as well, right? But the the, the big part is like Olivia's still out, right? So I think for for the 
for, for the yeah. borders, it's easy to just kind of say, all right, well, we'll put them where they were and then we'll kind of reevaluate there. Um, yeah. But in your mind, like, like, don't worry about being biased. Like, where do you yeah. feel like, where do you feel like um, the Notre Dame women are kind of, because it seems to me like just your reaction here, it seems like you think they should be a little bit higher, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so why do you think? I think they should be higher because if if you take what they did last year, given the adversity that they went through, that we you went You say through, we, you're on that team. We, um, <laughs> given the adversity that we went through, like we made it to the Sweet 16 and lost two starters. You yeah. lost your point guard, then you lost your wing who was the backup point guard. Yeah. Like that's a lot. Are you serious? Yeah. And then, and then you go up against a team like Maryland that presses the entire game without two ball handlers. Okay. You lose in the sweet 16. And then given that we had a short roster too. No one expected us to do that. No one expected us to beat Florida state when we beat them at home by a lot. Yeah. we we fell to Louisville in the ACC tournament uh, no one expected us to beat NC State, though, to get to that game. Yeah. So you look at what those players were still capable of doing. They deserve more credit. And then if you consider adding Hannah into that roster, mm-hmm. that I mean, it speaks for itself. Uh, I mean, it's it's unpredictable, like, in the beginning of the year, like, on paper, when you consider all the other things, like, when we lost and not having lived back. Um, so I would I would push them four spots. Push them up four spots. So six. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think the team? Do you think the team notices that? Do you think yeah. they care? Yeah. Okay. But I think we have a really mature group, so I think they also understand everything that me and you just discussed of why it would be ten on paper. You know. Yeah. This, so <laughs> I, I'm 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 a kind of person where it's like. It's like, hey, it's I understand, but I notice it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I it's like I'm not you know walking around like all bitter about it, but also like I do notice. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that sounds like what? Yeah, they they might look at it as like, uh, okay, someone someone believes that there's ten teams better than us, which is gonna piss piss you off, right? Right. Like, I mean, it kind of pisses me off, like just saying it out loud. Because like I, I look at them, I'm like, there's not ten teams better than you guys, yeah. you know. Um, but they understand the question with Liv is huge. It's everyone's yeah. main question. Um, it was in the description of the polls that came out, like whether she's come when or whatever right. she's coming back or not. Um, so they understand, but they also are are very motivated. But they also know, like I think it. We talked about that experience. Um, Imagine, imagine them. It's the same kind of environment. You're all fighting for the same thing, except you're down two soldiers in your battle. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're going to battle, you lose two of your soldiers, and then you realize what you could do without two of them. That's that's a a scary thought because all you need, all you need, is that togetherness and the collective understanding that no one else needs to know. No one else has to believe in you, right? You know? But if if the the Notre Dame team itself understands that, which they do. I mean, they're going to be huge this year. And then you throw Hannah, add Hannah in there. Um, I want everyone to see for themselves. You know, I'm tired of talking about her. I just want everyone to see her play already. Um, she's she's going to be so good, so great. And she, she just brings that swag, that intensity that I think is going to prove why, you know, at the end of the year, I don't think they're going to land at 10 at all. Okay. Yeah. Market. Um, all right. So let's let's look at the top twenty-five by conference here. So the SEC yeah. uh, has has five. Big Ten has five. ACC has five. With Notre Dame, the second highest ranked behind Virginia Tech at uh, eight. Uh, based on our conversation just now, I think Notre Dame that probably bothers them as well, not being the top team uh, in the ACC. Uh, yeah. The Pac-12 has six. Big East has two, and the Big Twelve has. Two. It's it's crazy to me to still see the Big East because it's it's like that's been yeah. gone from, from for such a long time. Um, let's let's look at let's look at the ACC on here All right. uh, real quick yeah. since that's the uh, that's the Notre Dame uh, that's the conference that Notre Dame sits in. Uh, Virginia Tech at eight, Notre Dame at ten. Yeah. Uh, 
let's see. Maryland is no, they're no longer in the ACC. Uh, Louisville at 17, FSU at 18, and we're sitting there. Uh, who am I missing? Why, why am I reading this wrong? Oh, no, no, that's five. That's five. Yeah, we're good. Uh, so obviously, Louisville loses. Um, obviously, Louisville loses Haley Van, Van Lith, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to be difficult for them. It's hard to replace someone like that. Um, yeah. just freshmen or not like that's just right. you, you don't want that right like it's not yeah. what you want um, North Car- yeah. yeah North Carolina sitting at 16 as well um so I I think that you you take exception with Notre Dame being behind uh Virginia Tech there um but with five teams in the top in the top 25 yeah uh, all five in the top 20 there uh one of the top conferences in the United States um uh, what how do you see this conference kind of matriculating throughout the year like is there do you feel like notre dame can be a dominant team in the conference or is it gonna be one of those things where it's just like home and away is going to be a big big deal in the acc this year it always is i think both i think notre dame's gonna be a dominant team in the conference but in the acc like any given night anything can happen home or away you that's the toughest thing about the acc is that you have to bring your a game every team is good from top to bottom Obviously, there's a difference. There might be a drop off here and there, but like, it doesn't matter because they're they're filling rosters. They're talented. They're good. They're well coached. Like, yeah, like I said, you have to bring your A game. So like, the ACC is going to be really fun. It was fun last year, but like now, I mean, the transfer portal again is doing its thing, and there's a couple different pieces uh, from different conferences, which is good. So like we talked about North Carolina, they added Lexi Donarski, really good offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. They lost Kennedy Todd Williams. She went to Ole Miss. A uh, great pickup for Ole Miss, by the way. I think that's awesome for her and the, for their team. Mm-hmm. Um, but they returned Deja Kelly. Um, they returned Alyssa Utsby. That duo is really, really good. Um, and they're well-coached. Um, they'll be really good going uh, – where were we? Virginia Tech, obviously, returning ACC champs. Mm-hmm. Um but I think also what we didn't mention is those pods. Also, you have pods. So, like, I'm pretty sure every year Virginia Tech plays UNC twice, and that's home and away. And then they yeah. go with NC State, too, and UVA, which they're going to be good, too. UVA is going to be good this year. Um, ACC, I'm so excited for it. So excited for it to tip off. But I think going back to what you said, it's not like – Nothing surprises me anymore in the ACC. Like mm-hmm. upsets, uh, blowouts, home or away. Just from experience, experiencing it myself, you have to be ready for anything at all times in this conference. What uh, What's the toughest place to play for you in your experience? Like when it's like, oh man, we're going to wherever place. Like I don't, I hate playing there. Louisville. Um, okay. Oh yeah. To touch on them, I think yeah, it's awful that they lost Haley Van Lith, but. Jada Curry's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she fits. We played against her um, in our Shamrock game in St. Louis last year against Cal. She was with Cal and she transferred to Louisville. She fits his system. She is a great scorer and she never stops moving. Really high motor. Um, she plays hard defense. Um, and they lost a few pieces, but they brought some in. And he he coaches well. He coaches them hard. Um, he's super passionate, and he, they they absorb all of that uh, from him. Um, so I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna whip them into shape. Louisville's gonna be good, no doubt in my mind. Um, it'll it'll just be new pieces, some new clicking, um, maybe some adjustments here and there, but they'll be good. No surprise there. Where else are we looking? FSU, uh, Florida State. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. They return their leading scorer. I think she was the leading scorer. Was she in the ACC as a freshman? The freshman? Yep. Uh, Lanaya. Yeah. Um, They'll be really good. And that's actually a hard place to play, too, because it's really big. Florida State's arena is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, And Brooke coaches them really well. Um, they return and I remember they were shooting, shooting a lot of threes last year and playing defense. Uh, so that's always tough coming from Florida state. Um, and also a really good rebounding team. 
That's our that's our five in the ACC, right? Mm-hmm. We want to touch on Notre Dame again. We can. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, all right. Let's touch on them. Put Hannah Hildalgo in the ACC, and I think she's just going to be great. I know she's a freshman, um, but I don't think it matters. I think she she fits the conference perfectly because, like I said before. You have to bring your A game every time, night in and night out, and that's what Hannah brings every single day. You know exactly what you're going to get out of her. You're going to get that fire, that competitiveness. She's going to pick you up full court. She's going to bother you. She's going to score the ball. Um, I think she fits the conference really well, and I think in a, in a conference with a bunch of competitive teams, like that's what you need. You need uh, that stability from your point guard spot, um, and I think that's going to be huge. Uh, I think – Obviously, no doubt in my mind, they can go home with the ACC championship. Look at last year, what they did. No one expected us to win at Louisville when Liv went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we won on the road in the hardest place to play in, in the ACC, if I had to say. That's definitely the hardest place to play in. Backs against the wall, pulled through. Um, so they're capable of absolutely anything. Uh, and Neil is just – Neil's a great coach. We're going to run our offense. We're going to run our defense. You're going to get everything Notre Dame – um, out of them this year and I'm excited I'm excited because you know the first thing in people's mind is okay they're without Olivia Miles it's questionable in that area but when all those pieces are coming together they're dangerous Maddie Westbelt is back Kylie's back um, and you just have a, a ton of weapons from top to bottom you could throw them inside and out uh, and their defense is looking even better I think we were – I don't know our percentage in scoring uh, defense last year, but I'm pretty sure it was really good. I, th- I think just listening to you and the way you're describing like other teams and then the way that you've spoken about Notre Dame, it just seems like they – like last year you guys – like they're certainly better equipped. And I think not having live, it obviously helps in that like, okay, Neil knows like I need to replace this, right? Like I have to find a way to handle the ball because I know she's going to be out and she knows obviously you're, you're leaving the team. Um, So that's something where it's like, okay, we have to replace that. Obviously getting Hannah, like that is huge just generally for any program. Like that's going to be a big deal. Uh, But, and then, then adding the shooting too. Like getting Anna DeWolf and getting Emma Rich and, yeah. and then having Sonia out, out there as well, where it's like, the, the, like you could use like girls who just absolutely can just bomb, Flat out you know? Them. Yeah, they, like they're, they're just buckets. They, like it, you can't sit in that junk zone anymore. Yeah. You can't sit in a two three. Uh, you can't like not go out and guard specific people. It's tough. It's going to be harder now. Yeah. And bring it and having Maddie too. And like Kylie also in that is like Notre Dame was a really good rebounding team last year. Like one of the best in the country. And so like, I feel like, yeah, like you can have like good rebounders. Sure. But also I feel like that's like a culture thing. Like there is just like some programs are just like, you know what? It's just like Don Staley. Like you talk about, like there are certain teams, there are certain things about Don Staley teams are always going to have. Like, I feel like Notre Dame is going to be a good rebounding team no matter what. And that's only going to get better when you bring in Liv, who's such a big guard, like she can help out that as well. Yeah, um, and so rebounding last year. Yeah. So I it's, know that, but yeah, rebounding is definitely a culture thing because it's tough. It's hard. Like rebounding yeah. is really hard and uh, you have to like, you have to teach it. You have to instill it in them. Like, Hey, we have to rebound here. Like people are going to climb up your backs and go for O boards. Like, you have to rebound from top to bottom, but it also helps Notre Dame's identity because when we rebound, then we can get in transition, and that's how we want our points. Right, and and the and the other part about having to struggle last year with with the injuries, yeah, and and winning games that you shouldn't win is, yeah. and then you have so many players returning. It's like you don't you don't lose that grit. No, the grit stays. You know, so it's like you add players into the culture who can help you like can solidify the roster and just make it, make it so you don't have like a weakness on paper. Right. And it doesn't mean everything's yeah. going to click all the time. Cause that's not realistic in, uh, in sports, you know, and let alone basketball. From Neil. 
you have to credit credit Niel in that area that she she's she never changes the standard. She wants to rebound and run and yeah. But you come to Notre Dame, you got to bring that. Right. Like Notre Dame knows how to win games if their shot isn't falling or if the three-point shot like isn't a part like is it isn't just clicking for whatever reason on a certain night. Notre what? Dame knows how to win in that environment, right? And and you know, yeah. obviously if we were to if we were to cover specifically like another program, then maybe we, we could say the same thing. But with Notre Dame, I think that the fact that there's a winning culture there, the fact that they are a Sweet 16 team last year, given the injuries and kind of the I don't want to say holes on the roster. It's just like certain parts of the game that they couldn't do. Like right, we've talked about it. Like not a great three-point shooting team, uh, not a great running team, right? I feel like yeah. there's Notre Dame can play any kind of way um, that they need to win. Uh, and look at that. That's what basketball is, right? Like you, you want to be able to play however you need to play on any given night. And that's the sort of thing that, that travels, you know, being able to win multiple kind of ways um, going on the road, I guess. So just listening to you and how this is playing out, it seems like your expectations are, it's like, Hey, Notre Dame's ranked 10th. Now they're better than the next, like, you know, they're better than a 10th ranked team. And so you're kind of feeling like, Hey, like the expectations should be very high for this program yeah. um, in 2023, 2024. Uh, I want to do the tiers real quick. Like, where do you, th- where do you see the tiers in terms of like, Hey, realistic national championship contenders. And then the drop off from there, like just looking at the top 25 LSU for sure. Yeah. UConn for sure. Iowa for sure. A lot of people don't want to count South Carolina in, but I just, Don Staley's just, you never know what she can do because she's so good. Championship coach. Yeah. Like, so I'm putting South Carolina in there. I'm putting Virginia Tech in there. And I'm putting Notre Dame in there. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Right. And we're, we're going to get a good, uh, we're going to get a good um, uh, look at that. Right. In, in the opener in Paris, Notre yeah. Dame plays South Carolina. Um, that is on November 6th, which is a Monday, I believe, yeah. at uh, 1 Eastern time. Do I have that correct? One Eastern, 10 Pacific. We are going to do a live show right after that. Obviously, that's going to be nationally televised. We're going to do a live show, live recap, talking about the game, talking about what we saw. We're going to have a show next week uh, talking about uh, the exhibition game that uh, came forward and also previewing the Paris trip. So that's going to be very fun. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to hit the like button on this show. Hit subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you know we're dropping new shows we're just getting ramped up on this it's going to be very exciting we've got things uh in 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 the works we're, we're definitely working on 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 how to uh, make this show um as best it can be we're very excited to do that so you're going to want to catch us there uh thank you everyone for tuning in we'll be back next week uh talking about the exhibition game we'll be talking about the uh the trip to paris and then we'll be uh previewing everything else we might have a special guest we'll see we're, we're efforting we're efforting Listen. on that Yeah, so thank you, everyone. Uh, Have a good rest of the week, and we will talk to you next week.